pa 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 I thought about, after being a couple mopey boys last week, coming in with, uh, um, taking on the world with a renewed vigor, boys. And our or... listeners really enjoyed the depressing boys episode. <laughs> we've, we've just been getting scores and scores of, like, hope you feel better, po boys. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> flooding and in. just downloads <laughs> after downloads because one thing about the Star Wars community is when you're feeling down, they want to know about it, and they're super responsive, and they really. I was personally touched because I was super down in the dumps about some stuff in my personal life, but then this this swath of downloads and all of these emails that we've been getting. More to follow on that. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so I thought about, oh, you know, a uh, uh, little extra spring in their step, boys, or, you know, best foot forward, boys. But I thought, you know, I don't think we actually got like a straightforward scream po boys at the top of our lungs in a minute. So, you know, back to the classics. Sometimes, sometimes back to the classics. We got a lot to cover. Yeah. Now, can I just interject real quick? Please do. So, as listeners know, I've been down in the dumps a little bit, and I was having a conversation with um, my father, well chronological, that um, we have issues, and he doesn't like Star Wars. <laughs> More fun on that as well. he was saying, he has this whole idea of, your problems aren't problems, they're opportunities. Mm. They're opportunities to make yourself feel better, and to... Um, be in a better situation. So as I was watching uh, these two episodes today, I thought to myself, hey, Peter, you have an opportunity after two weeks. You never have to deal with Disney Now ever again. Dude, I Disney Now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It now oh, doesn't work on my Apple app. TV, and this it app. does not work on my iPad. So I was I've watching with my Samsung TV. And I was I, I watched it on my browser. And the worst part is, is every time it's like add your uh, add your service, add your service. It just says, yup, yup. And it never goes to the next option of adding oh, your boy. service. So I am grateful that after the next two weekends, Mm-hmm. This will be it. We will no longer ever, ever talk about <laughs> Disney Now ever again. I'm going to yeah. delete it. I'm going to actually put a, a block on my web browser so that <laughs> if I ever think, like, I need, want to go to it again for nostalgia mm-hmm. or just, like, this self-hate <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> nostalgia of Disney Now. I am not going to be able to. I mean, I will because I'll have the password to overwrite it. But it will be a symbolic block for mm-hmm. me ever having to deal with the garbage app that is Disney Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and double trouble for that app because we had to watch two episodes today. We're going to cover two episodes because they aired two episodes on the same day. I, I don't know whether to be... Vex or 
complimented by this. I guess I'm leaning towards complimented. Pete and I famously, for the eight weeks that The Mandalorian aired, we doubled up. We did two episodes a week. We did double duty. We covered both. And that was really good for us. That was really good for our uh mental health and just our relationships relationships with friends. (laughs) and The quality of the pod. And the fact that we interacted with each other double the amount that we normally Mm do. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which and is got, yeah, twice as much as all of all our favorite yeah. quirks. Um, back to back, yeah, Josh. Twice and as many, twice as many microaggressions. Double the trouble. Um, so, with the Mandalorian over, we were we were pretty psyched to finally be like, oh, only one a week now. This is so nice. Only one a week, and then somebody is like, oh, they think they can only do one episode a week, but I gotta either. Either someone is sad that there's only one episode of Popo's a week now, and they are trying to scheme parent trap style to reunite Pete and I twice a week instead of once a week, like in the golden days of a few weeks ago. Or someone's trying to drive us crazy, make us do two episodes, make us look like fools, and be stressed out about it. But what do you know? Mandalorian ends, all of a sudden... Oh, now there's two episodes of Resistance in a week. Oh, I guess you'll have to do two episodes, Poe boys. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Not on your life, Poe. Poe that same episode. Yeah. Day of content equals one episode. You psychos. One episode. You're not going to get the best of us. You're not going to get extra Poe boys. You're not going to dictate our schedule. So, I suspect probably... Baba Gurr is behind this. Uh, I know he likes the pod and was very excited to have multiple episodes a week. Or John Favreau is behind this, is always trying to erode um, the age-old wherewithal on these podcasting muscles. Fat chance, loser. Fat chance. Um, one episode this week for these two episodes. One episode next week for one episode. It will be one episode the week after that for the last two episodes. So, nice try. But you gotta get up pretty early in the morning to pull a fast one on a couple of Poe Boys. So there. And um, we get up super early, too, to work out, do our cardio. And yeah, it's I've not, definitely already been to the gym today. And it's not like... I'm heading to the gym right after this record. Ditto. And it's not like we aren't constantly monitoring the situation so mm-hmm. you just you don't even have a chance to come after po boys in 2020 no po boys 2020 hashtag for the fans hashtag for the fans hashtag po boys 2020 few more few more house cleaning things um but we got a lot to cover here uh dough boys since we're talking about being vexed oh. and feuds they're still a thing? Ugh. Yeah, we are still feuding with the Doughboys. I have been accused a second time of cheating in their hashtag Rogue Card Contest. Yeah, Mike Mike Mitchell again accused me of cheating on Twitter for the world to see. Oh my gosh. Nick Weiger asked what the prize I was promised was and then ghosted me. Um, I am, I'm not going to get into specifics because I don't know that anything will come of it. But just know, I have not dropped a feud. And I am seeking third-party intervention 
And perhaps something will come of that. Perhaps it will not. If it does, we will let you know. Uh, we got a second email. That's... Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Um, but it was just um, a very enterprising young man who does music for podcasts asking if we wanted him to do the music for ours, which on the one hand, hey, God, respect that hustle. On the other hand, he reached out to us through Twitter to figure out how to get a hold of us, so he didn't listen to like a whole episode where we would have told him how to get a hold of us. So I assume he put on our podcast, listened to my theme song, <laughs> which is the first thing you hear, and said, oh, I got these guys. Oh, I can enhance these guys. Yeah, this music sucks. <laughs> so you know, whatever. We got an email. I'm not writing fan fiction for that. Nice try. Um, what's the fan? But, what's know. the fan fiction? Somebody tries to do Kylo's job better than him. <laughs> like a, <laughs> there's a there's a knight of Ren that's like, eh, yeah. I can I can do this. And Rilo can. Uh, did, so did you know they it, named all the knights of Ren? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. They're goofy ones. Yeah. I still am not at the point where I can open up the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary. I keep thinking I am. And then on Monday, Chris and I were out on like a date and Rise of Skywalker came up and we both ended up just hollering loudly in public, which was exciting. Uh, and then on Wednesday, a friend of mine called um, to talk about Bryce Skywalker, and once again, I ended up hollering on the phone like a banshee. So I'm still simmering. I'm still simmering. I, I got the book. I, I think I'll like it. Yeah. Pablo Hidalgo is, you know, those books are their own type of storytelling. And it is, you know, it, it, it's, you know, uh, interesting stuff. Well, this is, the fir- to it this is the first one I've actually purchased. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they name a yeah, bunch, they name a bunch of resistance pilots that I had no mm-hmm. idea. Like, they named Pip from Game of Thrones, who is in Rise of Skywalker. Um, Pip? He's one of the Night's Watch that gets um, taken out in, like, the... Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's the one he's that... He, he's the one that um, is flying the, X, the A-Wing and is like, watch your starboard, Wexley. Oh, huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they, they named him. Yeah. They, named, they named a bunch of people. And then they named the Knights of Ren. Uh, right. Which is interesting because the movie was not definitive on who they are. And the that visual dictionary and then the Kylo comic series are mm-hmm. explaining That's things right. that in no way, shape, or form did I want them to be the ones to kind of do it. Like, the Knights of Ren, less so, because you can still, you know, explain it in a different story. But mm-hmm. they're explaining what happened immediately after uh, Luke, quote-unquote, turned on Ben. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's... The comic, to me, confused the issue. I only read the first issue. Yeah. uh, And then I stopped going in comic book store every week, uh, because I'm trying to be a big boy, I guess. But I'm going to get the trade when all four issues are out. But it, to, to me, the first issue made the backstory more confusing in terms of that night. Yeah, it's where it all hits. It's just something I would prefer and Josh, you've talked about this a couple times of, 
you know, you have such an expansive list of books, comics, TV shows. When they want to do a movie about it, are they just going to completely disregard all of that? Yup. Which if they ever do, hundred percent. Which is just, I hope so, because I'm not super happy with the explanation that they give for right. um, the temple. The you know all of the Jedi dying that Luke trained, but. Right. It is, um, it, it, is super, it is super interesting. So if you want to learn a little bit more about Knights of Ren, they explain, like, every single weapon. They explain their names. They explain the backstory about how you join and what they mm-hmm. contribute. They even name, yeah. they name that, that, like, monkey from Donkey Kong that... Oh, the Sith guy. Yeah, yeah they, like, mm-hmm. Cranky Kong yeah, or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Darth, Darth Kong. Da- Darth Kong. Yeah. There it is. And it's, I mean, I'm, I still have like, I'm only looking at like a couple pages, you know, every other, every other day or, you know, something mm-hmm. like, oh, I'd like to get back to this. I'd like to learn a little bit more. I did see Rise of Skywalker for the fifth time over the weekend. Oh, wow. Um, I saw it with a friend who, it has not, nothing was spoiled for him, which okay. he has no, like, we he saw Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker with me, and mm. the first time he saw Force Awakens, he kept talking the entire time, just to That's make me infuriating. I'd already seen it like three times, so he mm. also knew that. Um, he was talking in the movie theater. Yeah, he was like, um, kind of up. yeah, he was like, who's that? Who's that? He so he was watching it and the C3PO stuff he really enjoyed that like that humor the Poe Dameron yeah. humor he really enjoyed yeah and then he thought that the Palpatine stuff um the introduction of it was a little was a little off and had a bunch of questions for what this means for the Force now and yeah. Are all of the a thousand generations actually in Ray, or did she harness it? Is that something that's with the Sith now? Like, is the new Sith Lord, whoever it's going to be, because you know the Sith are going to come back for whatever the new trilogy is? Are they all in that one person? Um, he had he had some of those questions. He also the be with me scene where. You know, it's like what nine, twelve Jedi are talking. That was he like he really enjoyed that, but the like he didn't know Freddie Prince Jr. was in it. I think he didn't mm. catch Liam Neeson, but I was um, I, I'm pretty sure I can connect all of them now. The one thing I kept looking for, and I don't know if you've seen this article, Josh. There is um, an article I forget where it's from. But it quotes Neil Scanlon, Scanlon, right? Yeah. Uh, who said, "Yes, the fireball was in that scene." Interesting. Yeah. So I kept looking for like where the fireball is. You see the ghost, like all every other uh, scene in the background. You see the ghost when it gets there. But yeah, they love that. The fireball apparently is there. I wonder if it's a deleted scene. But he did confirm. Can't help but wonder. He did confirm that Kazuta Ziono is going to be. Well, the fireball is going to be in it. That'd be hilarious if it was mm-hmm. Yeager. 
Uh, yeah. Every, everybody dies. Only the fireball survives, and it's <laughs> it's Chopper and Yeager and the fireball and one last ditch effort to save the galaxy. That'd be funny. That'd be something. Um, you know, one last thing here before we uh, get into these week's episodes. The hashtag Ben Solo Challenge has been taking over the internet. Um, I don't think uh, we're, we're working on our YouTube channel, um, but until that's up and running, I was just going to do my um, Ben Solo Challenge video here on the pod real quick. Um, so if I can have some silence for that. Here we go. And scene. Wow. The physicality yeah. for that, too, because, wow. Like, yeah. I don't know, Pete, if you want to give it a shot. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, a little bit of silence, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and scene. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, whew. The, the, the trick... Game recognizes game, you The know? trick that people aren't really realizing with this is that... You gotta go to the gym. You have to go to the gym, and it's all about <laughs> your body movement. So, like, if you think right. that, like, in your head it's a cool thing, you have to extend your body just that much more. Because you are... Yeah, don't think with your head. Think with your you, body. You are constricted to your body movements. So, in your head, mm -hmm. you think... Oh, this is really cool. Oh, this is really cool. But in reality, it's just a defined take on what you're supposed to be doing. So mm -hmm. that's kind of if you want to do like one that's going to go viral on TikTok, um, if something is going to you know blow up on Twitter, that's yeah, and I know what that is. Those are just some nice suggestions. It's all in the facial expression, and it's all in mm -hmm. the pushing your body to the limits. Because it's it's a short video, so stretch beforehand. Mm -hmm. Because we both did we do, mm -hmm. both did some stretching, and then flaunt those flaunt those glutes. Yeah, this isn't a marathon. You want it's a short video. You got to explode. Yeah, and that's explosive power. And that's something that is something that can apply to every facet of your life, right? Oh, you got to mm -hmm. do some chores, explosive chores. Oh, you're coming up on a yellow light. Explode. Explosive power. And get off that bench. You gotta, you know, run that extra mile. Do it in, do it in two minutes. Do it in four yeah. minutes. Yeah. Four minutes is more doable. Do it in three minutes. Yeah, three minutes. So. Great. So I think that's all I've got uh, up front here. Glad we were able to get all of that business. We have, out of the way. we have one final announcement. Oh, good. 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 One final announcement, and then we'll get into the episode. Oh, I think I know. This Our one. poll for um, whether or not it's... <laughs> I didn't know you put it Tano up. Tano Boys or Tano Girls is closing yeah. as of we are recording. So we're going to give the, the scores oh, and open? scores of listeners. It still has 10 hours. But by the time this episode okay. comes out, listeners, you won't be able to vote. But it's it's a heated, you know, back and forth. Um, <laughs> and we will have an announcement on the pod next week of whether or not it's going to be Tano Boys or Tano Girls. So that's something for you all to look forward to. Boy, I know for one that I cannot wait and that I did know that that poll was happening. I mean, it's been blown up. People are voting left and right. 
Excellent, excellent. Oh, wow. Yeah, the votes have nearly doubled since last I checked. So, um, wow. That's It'll come wild. down to yeah. the wire. It really will. It really will. Um, so, two episodes this week, The New World and No Place Safe, involving um, the Avatar Aquaman planet. The Aotians. Which, there you go, because it's an ocean. Oh. <laughs> oh, I get it. It's a ocean. It's a ocean. Oh, my gosh. Well, you can hit the dumb name again. Oh. Wow. Oh. That's awesome. I do I do have some some things afoot on my Raylo card. Um, they said the name Batu. Oh, they did. And I have a square that just says Batu, so I am going to take that. Uh, we did learn something about Griff, though. And I have a square that is still learned nothing about the B-list aces, so that's uh, that's a wash. I will not be able to mark that off. And that's the exciting uh, involvement on my Raylo card. I haven't looked at Pete's. Um, yeah, so this is all to do with Aeotian. I guess in this episode, we kind of finally learn that the unspoken force of momentum this whole time maybe or just recently mm-hmm. has been finding another place to touch down and land the colossus yeah that the colossus in no way shape or form did all of them sign up to be in the resistance they're just mm-hmm. literally battlestar galactica trying to trying yeah. to find a home and yeah. start over so um, and I mean, I guess that's, you know, I guess I could have assumed as much from Go, but I mean, they've never talked about this. They've never talked this whole season. They've never said like, oh, we're looking for a new home. They've never said anything. And I guess my issue with the looking for a new place to dip the ship, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, which I have no problem with that as motivation, but I think if that was supposed to be the force of momentum all along, I would have liked the season to perhaps have taken a different shape and have been less focused on pirate mutinies and supplies and more focused on them. Like this is the first time they've tried to land on a new world, but I would, I mean, you know, they never tried before this whole season there, there hasn't been any like, okay, maybe this can be our Mm -hmm. home. Oh, this is bad. I mean, obviously you don't want a whole season of that every single episode, but I mean, I think that would have been interesting, and it, you it's always exciting to see new corners of the Star Wars universe, particularly for me in Star Wars Resistance, where their aesthetic is so interesting and their animation is always so exciting when they go to the new planets places, are but... the planets are always very, very cool. And our planets like yeah, I'm, I'm the planets are always like I would love ones. like the idea of being like it's a place that you would want to be in any of mm-hmm. the in any of the planets that they show. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, with with that in mind, and now having an idea of what the um, what the force pushing these guys through the season has been, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it doesn't retroactively um, affect my, I guess, a little irritation with with what seemed like some pretty stagnant um, episodes, or at least a stagnant, confusing status quo. But I guess you know we do now at least have that, and I will say. These two episodes really picked up the pace and stuff and felt, you know, there was momentum in these episodes. I felt like I had my feet on the ground and I knew what was going on and what everyone wanted and things like that. So that was that was good. But 
Yeah, we finally got an answer to that. I know I've been asking that question for weeks now. Uh, and they touched down on a uh, ocean, which is a planet with oceans. Yes. Um, pretty tight. And then this is like a nitpicky thing. I don't actually hold this against them because it's, you know, I understand the medium we're working with here. Uh, but the, the recon thing was funny to me because they land on the planet and they're like, okay, I think we're going to make this our new home. But before we commit to this huge decision, I would like these five little ships to go out for like half an hour and look around. And then we'll decide. And to be fair, I mean, it worked. They, you know, found stuff and they knew it was dangerous. But like, if you went to Earth and landed at like Hawaii, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna send out five airplanes for Mm -hmm. half an hour. And then based on that information, we're going to land, baby. You'd be missing a lot. I'm just saying. But obviously, this is a show and it's fiction. Yada, yada. But, like, you'd be missing a lot, I'm just saying. Okay. And isn't that an interesting hot take? Yeah. I mean, we don't know if it was actually half an hour. And All those right. ships, I mean, the Fireball, I guess, has a hyperdrive on it. Yeah. So yeah. the ships do have the ability to go over large swaths very, very quickly. But... I mean, it's it's Disney and the show. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. It's not a real complaint, but so we it did. We get Kaz and Griff uh, teaming up. They Mm -hmm. um, touch down to a scorched village, and as they walk in, uh, Griff gets taken. But Kaz finds out that this was an old uh, rebel base, which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah, and we actually. Learn about a guy. We learn about Griff for a second. Mm-hmm. And that he was an Imperial defector before the war ended. And that he defected along with Doza. Doza was his commanding officer. So we do learn that. We learn a lot about Griff. I'd say the most important thing we learn about Griff over the course of this episode is that he is your dad's friend that your mom hates. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's about the long and short of him. Uh, and this is something that we see Kaz dealing with over these two episodes is the idea of, all right, they're safe. Now I'm thinking about leaving. And he asked yeah. Griff, you know, why did you defect? And Griff didn't join the rebellion. He just said, no, I got out of a situation where I didn't die. So he's not somebody that is looking to j- fight, j- looking to join. I mean, neither did Doza, it, sound, it sounds like. Yeah. He just... DJ, maybe don't join. He just defected, and then um, his wife was part of the rebellion. So mm-hmm. it's a little interesting. Like He gives his advice, but it's definitely not the advice that Kaz was looking for. No. And I do, yeah, Kaz's state of mind in these two episodes, and I believe it they started to hint at it at the end of last week's episode mm-hmm. of what is my place here, what's my responsibility to Colossus. It's kind of what's my responsibility to my community versus what's my responsibility to, you know, the world, to the galaxy. And mm-hmm. I wanna, he wants to be where he's most needed. He wants to be where he is, uh, you know, having a positive, the greatest positive effect on the world around him, which is admirable, but it's, yeah, he's he's, you know, that's a hard question to know the answer well, to. Well, for me, the thing I related to, it to is you have this found family, and then you have mm-hmm. to go out, and you know that you probably won't see your found family again, 
but you have this obligation to go out. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of so, like a person, not that I have a connection to this, but of somebody who has to go out and do their duty. So somebody that gets, you know, j- decides to join the military and they be part of a larger but necessary identity. Mm-hmm. And the conflict that he has of, you know, I have this family, I seem to enjoy it or have this deeper connection than I ever did with my, you know, biological family. I mean, we haven't really seen the father or the mother yet of Kaz, but it I think you can presume that he has a closer connection with Yeager and Niku than he does with his biological family. Yeah. And it's something that kind of Kaz grapples with for these next two episodes. Definitely, definitely. Um, and then when you have, because, yeah, you have his biological family, you have this Colossus family, and then you also have, you know, the Resistance, which he has been uh, working for in an auxiliary um, capacity. But, I mean, his only his only work for the Resistance has been on the Colossus. Uh, and so it's just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Like I mentioned last week, it maybe threatens to bridge a little close to, um, the kind of philosophical underpinning of the last episodes of Rebels, where character goes through similar, um, kind of decision-making between, you know, community versus galaxy yeah. and doing the most good and all that. But, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. It th- these episodes, and particularly the second episode, no safe, no place safe, no place safe, really feel like we're gearing into a finale now. Yeah, for like sure. These these felt like this is a final season, or there's a finale coming, yada yada. Um, end game in sight. You know, really gearing up the momentum. Definitely um, agree. Yeah, so they they get captured by the water people. The water people have been, I guess twice now or well i think the implication is twice now that they've been sacked pretty good yeah they you know they housed the rebellion and they got sacked by the empire and then more recently it sounds like the first order came through to further obliterate the rebel remnants i think so okay so the implication to me then you know, when we're talking the First Order, it sounds like what they're doing is going around to old rebel bases and making sure that they are not functional and can't be Right, used. they're making them non-operational. Which, which, to me, implies the Battle of Crate has happened. Oh, it definitely has happened. And they were like... Yeah. Well... Just, nobody's talking about... Snoke got killed and all this stuff. Whatever. Yeah, well, the... What the big indicator for that is when Norath in the next episode they they, they talk to Norath in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Norath is like I'm on Batu, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Batu, the idea that he's there. So uh, in the those like two Batu books, um, the one that I read, they establish a base, but. The whole book is like she, the person that was supposed to establish a base on Batu, her ship goes down and she starts with nothing, and then she can't hear. She doesn't hear from the resistance because the battle of Crate has occurred. 
So then it's like months and months later before she hears any message at the very end after she's established like the beginnings of a base. So this is presumably after that, which was months after the Battle of Crate. Huh. Yeah, we do have a Which they don't explain. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Chase Chase Rockland mentions... Uh, they've the first order secured most of the major systems. Again, these vagaries, though. I don't know. Now that the sequel trilogy is over, it's still the still the status quo of that whole era uh, is elusive to me. I guess I understand what I need to understand. Um, but yeah, I I really assumed going into this season that one of the moments to me that I thought was inevitable. But on that list of inevitable moments, one of the ones I most look forward to was seeing the shockwaves of what happened on Uh Kray and in The Last Jedi go out through the galaxy. Perhaps seeing people as those kids on Canto Bight hear about that battle, hear about Luke's deeds, seeing we have Tam in with the First Order. So I thought maybe we would get some sense of... What I have to imagine is huge shockwaves over Snoke's death, but I'm realizing now the First Order is probably the type of organization that keeps that stuff on a need-to-know basis. Uh, maybe, maybe Kylo Ren's not telling anyone. I don't, I don't know. I, I thought, I thought that that was that was a, a cool moment. I thought was inevitable this year. That has not happened, and since we are now, by all indications. Past Last Jedi, I don't think that moment is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just assumed that Kylo is ruling with an iron grip. The mm-hmm. fact, the scene in Rise of Skywalker where he just, like, literally throws a guy up on the ceiling and nobody yeah. bats an eye is presumably just a glimpse at the brutality and severity that Kylo uses. Mm-hmm. The one interesting thing is... Pyre is still run by is still run by um oh my gosh uh, why is his name escaping me what is Pyre? um Pyre's name is Pyre's oh, oh, yeah. run by Hux Anthony and Hux, yeah. we might get a glimpse on how Hux got demoted cuz in Rise of Skywalker he's demoted to Pride's ship so as of, right. as of right now he still has some day-to-day or some man, you know managing of that specific star destroyer although he says he's afraid of somebody deeper than that um, in right. the second episode is he ever is he officially demoted though he's still general hux and but he doesn't have his own right? star destroyer anymore yeah right because the guy they bring in is, in is an allegiant general which I guess the is the visual dictionary explains it. Yeah. So yeah, the answer okay. is yes. I'm not trying to get give away too much. I'm actually the visual sure. dictionary gives a glimpse to what I think is the spot of the final battle for this seat for this show. But mm-hmm. I am not a hundred percent on if that actually tr- is true or not. Yeah, we may, we might have to do in the future if we have. An opportunity for filler. Oh, so, book boys. An episode on that visual dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. Book, 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 Yeah, we. Ha- I mean, we have a bunch of ideas uh, for f- filler episodes. This is true. Um, 
Yeah, they get captured by the fish people. Fish people are going to feed them to a monster. Kaz's like, hey, wait, you're sick. We got medicine. Okay, let's all be friends. There's a little brief skirmish. It looks like it might happen on the Colossus when uh, some of the fish people land there. The Aeotians or whatever. And uh, things get heated. I liked... There's a, a short little sequence in there when things are getting heated and there's a bit of a skirmish between the battle droids from last week and the fish mm-hmm. people that they kind of do, they replicate sort of a handheld camera type of cinematolo- uh, cinematography okay. within the animation. Uh, that was pretty interesting. You know, you get the kind of rubble or the, you know, the camera kind of wagging all over, you know, like someone's holding it and running through what's uh-huh. happening. That was, you know, it was a nice touch. Um, long story short, there you know everybody's friends in the end. They offer the fish people medicine, and the fish queen Lucy Lawless from Battlestar Galactica, I might add, uh, says, "Oh yeah, you can stay. You can stay." And Doze is very happy about this because apparently, like we said, this has apparently been the aim of this whole season. Who would have thunk? Um, but Kaz has weird foreshadowings of war. Weird premonitions. Well, that, and, and he know, does. They have not. They have not escaped. He the does the classic, looking out at the sun. Boy, does he. which. Boy, does didn't really he. give me goosebumps, but is something that was not lost on me as I was watching that. Yeah. Um, it was. I felt a weird hiccup between the two episodes in that, with Kaz's staring out into the sunset at the end of the first episode, he seemed to intimate that even having found this home and this nice new planet, that the war would be coming to them. Like, to them, where they are, which is what ends up happening. But then at the beginning of the next episode, he seems, his his unwe seems to be, oh, I need to go to the war. Yeah, so there was well, a weird pivot that didn't totally track for me. But I, I mean, again, I, I get that he's trying to find, to quote Ray, Ray, trying to find his place in all this. Yeah. And that that can be confusing for a young person. And I, I appreciate his, uh, his struggle with that. So jumping into the next episode, No Place Safe, we have Kaz leaving. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, um, we start the beginning of the episode with some goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Niku is beside himself. Yeah, it, I, you know, it, I, I thought that was pretty funny. And I enjoyed that scene pretty well. We have Tora and Sonara also saying goodbye. I can, I, this is good. This makes me go back to like Clone Wars, where there would be minor characters that would pop up, like tactical battle droids i like and so every time one popped up i'd be like that's cool but like sonora has cemented herself to me as my favorite character on this show really because i I know this to be true because she shows up pretty much just to say okay see ya and she shows up and i was like sonora rules and i literally wrote on my notes sonora rules like she didn't didn't do anything just cool character i like when she shows up she's great Mm -hmm. that's hilarious rules she rules Um, Cool goodbyes. Doza gave him a handshake with his pinky ring. I can't unsee that. Um, I still haven't. I and, still have not noticed that. Oh man, yeah, I can't unnotice. Um, you know, tells him you're a good man and all that stuff. Uh, Yeager gives him the fireball. Yeah, which is not really that much of a present. Yeah, <laughs> he has been flying it 
along. I mean, I guess this whole time it's never been a ship. It also maybe lacks a significance it might have. I've been thinking a lot lately about how when this show was initially marketed and the the show we were told we were getting sort of seemed to be like, this is a show about pilots and racers and starships and stuff. And that has not really proved to be the case or is not. I mean, I, I would not describe this show as, oh, it's a show about pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I would describe it, but I don't know that pilots would come up. And so, you know, in perhaps in that show that we were initially marketed where pilots and racing and flying is at the forefront of the show, I think the gesture of the fireball, you know, almost a Luke's lightsaber-ish, you know, type of handoff. But, you know, the, the flying and the racing and the fireball has really kind of been in the background mm-hmm. or means to an end for a lot of this stuff. So it... Um, while I get that it is impactful and important that Euchre gave it to him, it didn't it didn't have as much oomph as it perhaps could have. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it also helps that Kaz immediately ruins it. Yeah. So Kaz does not, like, look back at all. He just flies out. And as he's leaving the planet's surface, we see the First Order's take at a probe droid, which, wow... Yeah. yeah, they've really... And it's a different... This one doesn't seem designed to land on a planet, though. I don't... I mean, we have, we just sure. haven't seen it land yet. That's true. And That's true. the other thing, too, is it's monitoring for a large ship, so I don't know if it would yeah. necessarily go onto a planet. But yeah. the probe droid, I mean, we both beat Fallen Order. We, we've seen Hoth. Uh, we've seen the episode the multiple episodes of star wars rebels with those probes this yeah, is no this yeah. thing is no joke that comes after kaz oh yeah it's definitely the super battle droid to the probe droid battle droid which is something that the first order it's upgraded everything mm-hmm. and this is no exa- this is n- not this is an example of that being the case mm-hmm. so kaz gets clocked but is able to um save it and yeah he he loses power the droid goes out of power he's just dead in in the air in space and then they have him jump charging cb the the droid and then it was cool seeing the round droid the idea of it being able to hop out in space and roll around on the ship Mm -hmm. oh yeah that was really cool practically made a lot of sense i never thought about it that way like r2d2 can't really. I mean, he could do it on you know Padme's giant cruiser. Yeah. But you know, it makes sense now. Like I, I get from a practical standpoint. Oh yeah, the ball droid really makes sense. You know, it can go out on the wing of an X-wing, and yeah, that was pretty cool. Nice touch. Yeah, I, I like I like that as well. I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. So we have this little you know what would Yeager do, and then you know we see him progressing as a mechanic, which. You know, Yeager says, you know, you were not the boy that came here. So he is... I believe he specifically says the awkward boy. Yeah. So he <laughs> is... And, I mean, when you think about it, too, like, Kaz was an over-eager, rich kid mm-hmm. that just wanted to help but had literally no skills. Mm-hmm. So that is about as polite of a way as saying it after you get to know somebody that you have, you know, all of these negative connotations with if you actually know who he is. And Yeager was, you know, yeah. the only one, so 
he didn't hold that against Cavs whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So the Pyre Star Destroyer finds them, and we get a pretty cool uh, fight scene where yeah. the Colossus has to get to um, jumping range, and the... Um, First Order sends their TIE bombers, which I think might be the first TIE bombers we see. Yeah, I think this is new. Yeah, the kind of the First Order equivalent of the the ships we see bombing the asteroid field in Empire Strikes Back. Sort of a mix between the TIE bomber and like Kylo Ren's TIE Whisperer, TIE Silencer type of ship. Yeah, so we see... And they get clowned. They get clowned. We see <laughs> the Aotians help out in a really cool mm-hmm. Avatar fight where they just, like, throw their spears into the ship, into the TIE Fighters, and... Yeah, little little hints of Mad Max Fury Road there. And we just see that they're just decimating all of them, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see that the Resistance is actually winning a fight for once. Yeah, it, this show, the animation is fantastic, and it is always at its best when it is a bunch of monsters and a bunch of spaceships flying around a bigger spaceship. Yeah, fair... And boy, was that Yeah, nice. fair enough. And it was great. we get some really cool scenes. I actually thought an ace was going to die at some point in this, but... I couldn't help but wonder myself. Yeah. But I'm fine with that not actually being the case. Right, right. That... Because, yeah, we have Tam. Tam is one of the TIE Fighters scrambling. Yeah, so Tam... So we have Tam out there dogfighting with Kaz and the other aces. Yeah, and Tam, she is singularly focused, too. She is, like... I don't care that we're taking over systems. I literally just want to fly. So she's she's mm-hmm. basically trying to carp, like to focus in on this one thing that she loves to try and not think about the other terrible aspects of what she's doing. So she yep. gets deployed. She has a lock on Kaz, who she thinks is Yeager, as she's like watching Yeager during the fight. And determines that Yeager's not dumb enough to go after a Star Destroyer and makes yeah. the determination that that is, in fact, Kaz. And she... She decides that because Kaz kept a secret from her, she will murder him. <laughs> well, she I mean, she, she ultimately doesn't. She can't go through with that. Right. But Kaz can murder right. the entire flight deck. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's completely fine with that. So he just goes for the, you know, the kill shot. And yep. launches a torpedo right at all the higher ups. And then um, Tam is able to throw her ship into it, somehow not die. Yeah, she, like, shoots the torpedo or something, and her, her tie is damaged in the explosion, but she's able to land it back in the bed yeah. or the hangar. And we kind of have that being the remnants of the episode of the Resistance escapes as they do in each episode, and yep. the Pyre is left. Um, he's scared not of Hux. He's scared of somebody right. else who yeah. presumably caught... Ca- probably Claude. <laughs> probably Claude. Um, to explain how Claude breaks from the First Order. And yeah, that'll be cool. Then we now... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, very importantly, the kind of the last beat of this is, Kaz explains to you, you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Tam was tailing me, and I think she would have maybe killed me if I hadn't 
tried to kill all the her bosses. And Yeager saying, she's left us behind, we need to leave her behind. Mm-hmm. So, like, Yeager has given up on her, or at least outwardly has expressed, like, she's a lost cause. Yeah, definitely true. Um, so we, we've had a lot of versions of this skirmish before this season, which is scramble the aces, they fight a bunch of TIE fighters in a losing battle and delay for time while whatever is wrong with the Colossus is fixed and it can jump to hyperspace and quick get back in the hangar and then we jump. We've seen that probably at least two or three times before this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, but this was, to its credit, the best version of that that we have seen. It was incredibly exciting. Uh, it's always, you know, I try and... Sometimes I feel like if I don't come into these podcasts with anything to say, the episodes suffer. So I do try to write down some stuff while I'm watching the episode. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too involved in writing because I also want to watch the episode. But it's always it's always a good um, mark for for an episode when I don't have a lot of notes because you're I get so wrapped up in the episode. And the yeah, I mean the last thing I wrote for this episode was Sonara rules, Son- which is very early in the episode. Sonara rules. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then I was, I was, yeah, super caught up in it. I just love the monsters and the ships in the so, show and the imagination on display. So Josh, and I desperately want an art book for this. I show. was actually, I thought when we were talking about the first episode, the mm-hmm. New World, that you were going to say you were disappointed that we didn't see the monster that they were going to be fed to. I think the implication is the monsters they were flying is the monster that. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, they're going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, because they said, first they said we're going to feed it to the, it's some knockoff of Kraken. Crack, Crackamunga. We're going to feed them a Crackamunga. And then she says, take them to the Crackamunga. And he's like, what? And then the next shot is them. Ah, uh, okay. The creature. Okay. They do weirdly, you know, use singular when they refer to it, and then there's a bunch of them. But yeah, I, I, okay. I guess that's the monster. I will say, lots of water, big ocean. I keep waiting for a shark. I'm a shark boy. I love sharks. Are the pocket guys sharks? Keep waiting. Is a great book. Keep waiting. Because yeah. I hate sh- no sharks. Sharks terrify me, and I am not sharks. in the mental state to have Kaz be I killed by a shark. Found a place in San Diego where you can cage dive with great whites, and I am. Looking into getting my scuba certification so that I can do that. Is that your 2020 goal? Uh, I don't know. I gotta get a doctor's note because I had asthma, so that means I gotta go to the doctor. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. That's a good. It's, I mean, it's gonna it's happen. A, it's a, that would. I mean, you're a person that likes to add like a add a skill or add some activity into your life, so that would de- definitely be something I would imagine Josh to do. I love sharks, baby. Uh, I really thought maybe, maybe we'd be a shark in this episode. Well, so next week's next week's episode is titled "Rebuilding the Resistance." Really, resistance recruits need an escort getting off of Dantooine, but unfortunately, Tam is assigned to destroy the recruits. So we're gonna get our. This is probably our first canon look at Dantooine. Which will be interesting. Do we... I believe they maybe meet in orbit around Dantooine and Rebels. Yeah, I don't think we've touched down on Dantooine. No, so Dantooine was shown in the... 
Samurai Jack Clone Wars, where Mace Windu oh. like fights in a on like sand or something. Oh, that's Dan. Yeah. Okay. And then oh. I think he's from Dan Tumine. Mace Windu. Nah, that's probably wrong. Oh, and then Dan Tumine uh. was the planet that Leia gave Vader right. and New Hope. And, right, to blow up. She claimed the base. And then the we never saw any of it in Clone Wars or Rebels. Right. Proper. Uh, in the Robot Chicken Star Wars special, there's a, I think in the first one, in one of them, there's a sketch where, you know, Tarkin has Leia. He's going to blow up Alderaan. Give me the base or I'll blow up Alderaan. She says, Dantooine. And then Darth Vader immediately says, go, fire! And they blow up Dantooine and cut to Dantooine and it's where... Grandma of Tarkin's house is. <laughs> and his gardener is like, oh boy, I just made a really nice garden for Mr. Tarkin. And then they blow it up. It's good. So that's the only look of Dantooine I am familiar with. That'll be interesting. I am curious. Now, it does seem like every time we get on sure footing for where the show is going, they run away from it. So. Mm hmm. Like, maybe, perhaps next episode, Doza will be like, all right, well, we didn't think we were part of the Resistance, but we're not going to escape these guys. It's time to mm -hmm. fight. Maybe that's where it's going. I don't know, because we only have three episodes left. Yeah, three. Two more two more, two more weeks of this show, three episodes. Three episodes. We got one episode next week, and then two on the 26th, and that's it. Yeah. We're done. We'll have covered this whole freaking show. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? Man, they really talked about this show this planet a lot in the legends man gosh dantooine oh, has sure. so much stuff on it <laughs> but i guess resistance gets to be the one to rewrite it <laughs> yeah yeah go for them well josh do you have anything else that's it so if you'd like to reach us and send us one of our our third email ever and imply that you can do a better job with our theme music than now, I can. Now, if you can imply you can do a better job editing, let's talk. Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's talk. It, but if you want to just, you know, have, have start a conversation, what did you think about this episode? Um, mm -hmm. Just literally, literally anything. Literally anything Star Wars will literally, literally talk about it. And that's at poboyspodcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter account at poboyspodcast, a YouTube account, maybe. Other than that, see ya. Bye.